Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, we're not on yet, hold on. We're there now, sorry. Good evening. How are you? Professional, Derek, don't I tell you the night. And you thought I fucked up. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are in the midst of having a celebration tonight because I feel as though this is an occasion to celebrate. So, lads, what is it we're drinking tonight? Well, I've, uh, I'll, I'll start. Okay, I've got, I've actually got some uh, some uh, Bulldog Punk IPA, but before I do that, I am actually going to have a glass of this lovely Karoo and Gin Highland Strength, as you can see. This has been supplied by my good friend Scott there, and I've not actually had any of this yet. So here goes. There we go. Oh, what's that pop? Did you hear that? There? I have my Harris glass with a uh, sliced red apple in it. <laughs> Good dose in there. We go with that. Two seconds and some lovely fever tree tonic. Now this is a new one for me. Oh my oh, god! You didn't measure that there. I know that's the problem. I've just <laughs> and I can't get all the tonic in. Oh fuck! I, I don't. Gee, that's it. It's lovely. Um. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's fantastic. That's actually really, really nice. So it's actually I'm looking like, it's really, really smooth. I'm surprised just how smooth that is. Beautiful. Yeah. Derek, what, what are you on tonight, mate? I'm on the Modelos. Nice. Nice. 
Nice. No, Mate, I'm I'm having a beer. I'm having a <laughs> an old fashioned boring beer. Quality. Well, seeing as we've all got a drink, I think there's only one thing today. Stephen Gerald. Mr. G. Cheers. Yes. Right. No, that is, of course, a cheers to all the, the blue noses that are watching who are um, in Dreamland because we've qualified for the next round of the Europa League. If you're no a Rangers supporter and you're of another persuasion and you're obsessed and like to tune into podcasts that are involving our club, hey there, you're with a sad face. Anyway, <laughs> on this on on this Rangers Day, December seventh, right? So obviously this weekend, no exactly this day, but this weekend, December seventh, two thousand and twelve, Rangers two still in Albion nil. David Templeton scored in the 59th minute. Andy Little scored in the 90th minute to secure the victory at home to Stirling Albion in the last minute, right? In front of 50,000 Rangers fans. Fast forward eight years. Rangers three, standard Liège two. Qualification with one game to spare. What a transformation at that club in eight years. Frightening, to say the, to say the least. Um, I can't. I actually, last night, last night watching it, it was like as me and Derek alluded to before we came, before we came on live, before you two came in. You know, the first half they were really, really good, and you're going, and we'll, we'll get to the Leeds game a wee bit more later on. But they were really, really good, and you're thinking, oh, shit, here we go. This, this could be. You know, you're waiting on that. The, the, the light at the end of the tunnel has always been a train, and you're waiting on that kind of thing to come and derail you again. And then you've seen, I, th- I believe, the strength that, that I've always recognised in a Rangers team in my lifetime is a will to win. doesn't matter how we do it. We just get the fucking job done. We get the three points. We get to the next round. Whatever it is, win the cup. Whatever it is that we needed today. And we've done that last night. And I put on Twitter, very, very proud of our club for what they achieved last night. Proud of the manager for what he's done in such a short space of time. And who knows where it could lead to this year. Hopefully we're cracking open many more bottles of gin and beer and all that and celebrating um, 55 come the end of the year. Anyway, that's the intro done. Baz, Paul, Derek, how have you been? Good, thank you. Good, mate. Good, good. Yeah, Derek, good. busy week? Uh, I has been. I has been uh, pretty busy. Uh, today was busy as well. And then uh, what tomorrow? I did the Bolton game, so I'm working tomorrow at the... Uh, Bolton Port Vale, so it has been pretty, pretty full on. I have to say, how do the how do the Bolton fans um, remember a certain Neil Lennon? <laughs> they don't. Well, <laughs> it doesn't go down the pan. The, the the greatest ever managers put it that way. Quality, can't beat it, Paul. <laughs> yes. You're joining us again, mate. Obviously, the start that I just read out about obviously eight years ago this weekend it was it was still in Albion. Um, what a what a fucking journey we've been on. Absolutely, I saw a thing today that when Gerard took over, our European coefficient stood at zero point two five zero. This morning it registered twenty four point two five zero. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, all down to one man staff it's board. Just, it's just going to it's going to get higher and higher and higher. Unbelievable. Right, we'll we'll get to that game in a wee bit more um, detail later on. But first, we'll, we'll touch on last week's cut win in Falkirk. Got off to a dream now. Okay, we talk about Rangers on this podcast, right? But obviously there was a result that happened before it, which pleased many of us. Probably worried many of us that the manager might go, right? But pleased many of us. 
But then you start to think, right, okay, our lads need to be switched on here because although they're Falkirk, they're, they're like win, they were on a good run. Baz, to go into that game and Defoe scoring in six minutes, the goal that he did, again, another fantastic ball for, for Conor Goldson. The, the finish is exquisite. It's out of the top drawer, but nothing what we expect for Jermaine Defoe, mind you. But that settles you right down, doesn't it, as a team on that day? Because that can add to the pressure of them going out. Of course. Do you know the thing? <laughs> Before the game, Jermaine Defoe was speaking about how he's never been to Falkirk. <laughs> and there was a presser, and he was saying, "Oh, I, I, I we're going to Falkirk. I, I hear it. I hear it. It's really, really, really cold up there. It's like twenty minutes for Glasgow, mate. What are you talking about? It's really cold <laughs> up there. But I, I think Jermaine Defoe had it, and he said that Falkirk was some some place away up north in the middle, of, like the Hebrides or something like that. The Outer Hebrides. I, I hear it. I hear it. It's really, really cold. But um, you know, it, it got there, and look, we were saying in the, the podcast the other night, Jermaine Defoe's got this unique ability to make all his goals. <laughs> look extremely easy although there's so much skill behind every single one of his goals he's got that much experience that he just makes his, his goals look easy like what we're talking about his 300th career goal against Livingston he didn't even break stride he didn't even it was like as if he was running into the goal and the ball just landed perfectly right in front of his foot as it landed hit the ground the ball in the net that goal was pretty much well wasn't the same but it was scored in a similar fashion that his skill level was that high that he just made it look Effortless the ball came over Connor Goldson, and that I think that must have been Jermaine Defoe's 301 career goal. But uh, he touched on the game McLaughlin, Tav Goldson, Bassey, Barisic, Arfield, Zungu, Hadji, Eaton, Defoe, Barker. But we're kind of there's a bit of Jabai about who was going to start, but even that starting 11 really, really strong starting 11. I thought they came out well, they get settled, and uh, I, I don't think the result really surprised anybody. But what I will say is credit to Falkirk. They didn't just sit in, park the bus, or become hatchet men and start kicking people up and doing the park. You know, they try and make it a game. Obviously, there's a massive difference in terms of quality. But, uh, you know, my hat goes after Falkirk for, you know, at least going out there and making it a game of football. So, I all in all, it was a, a good result, good game. That's it, Paul. Falkirk came out, and although that probably plays into our hands because we could sit and pick them off, but really, credit has to go to their two, obviously, co-managers um, and believing in their own ability to come out and play football against Rangers, given the record that, that we've got, obviously, at the start of the season. Yeah, well, don't forget, they've also got some very good footballers in that team. You know, Blair Wilson, uh, Connor yeah. Salmon. You know, they've got some decent decent players. Um, Paul uh, Dixon as well, who played, who played for Scotland. So they've yeah. got some decent, decent players. And obviously, they get faith in their, in their own belief. And as Baz said, it was very, very nice to see them come and have have a game, you know, have a go at us because they had the shots on target. I mean, they both shots on target in the first half and Celtic did in the entire match against us. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is, so it was very refreshing to see a team come out and play their style, play their game and and and, and try to take us on. Obviously, they, 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 it was win or bust for them, really. You know what I mean? They, they, yeah. nothing, nothing to lose. So, nah, fair play to them. I, thought, I was actually, to be honest with you, I was quite impressed with them. I don't think, they, they will not be in that division the end of the season, they'll be promoted up the championship. And if they continue to play like that, and if they recruit, I can see them going up into the premiership season after next. Derek, I don't know how much you know about um, Falkirk, obviously, given your work where you're based and the results you look for. But Falkirk, obviously, were done kind of by the SPL or the SPFL because Falkirk was something like a point or two behind yeah. with a game in hand when COVID hit. And then all of a yeah. sudden it was told, no, you're no going up. That was the unfair. <laughs> Part of it that I believe, you know, that that whole decision is that clubs like that were punished. And look at that club, look at how well they're doing down there. And that that was I, I wasn't really impressed with that, I must admit. But did you, did you see any of the game? Were you impressed with Falkirk at all? 
Yeah, that's, uh, I mentioned last week as well. I used to uh, work up that way, so I, I covered them a fair bit when uh, Peter Houston was the manager, and they were unlucky when they were in the championship because they had the likes of Rangers, Hearts, and Hibs in there, or else there's yeah. no doubt about it. They'd be in the in the Premiership, and then they just sort of fell away, changed manager. I think Paul Hartley came in and was a disaster. Ray McKinnon was a disaster. Then they've just gave the job to uh, Lee Miller and uh, Dave McCracken, and they seem to have a wee bit about them. Um, the joint manager thing seems to work. It's worked it as well. When that happened there, you're thinking, surely it's, it's only going to work, but it, it seemed to, it seems to work, and they were very unlucky last season not to, uh, not to go up. I mean, right for a point behind Wraith Rovers, who were giving it big, big licks that they were champions, deserved champions, and all that carry on. Um, yeah. They've certainly got the players about them. They've got some cracking pros in there. Magaro Gomez is another one in midfield. Obviously, is a season mm. pro, uh, and you can tell they, they play they played some some decent stuff. And your credit for them coming out and, and having a go and not sitting back because um, a lot of teams will not be done no damage limitation. But fair play to them. Like they're unbeaten this season, are they not? Um, yeah. In League One, but they're a championship side. They deserve to be up in the, in the championship. And I do hope they they get back up there. Yeah, definitely. Paul, guy we spoke about quite a lot in the pod, Calvin Bassey gets his first goal, first professional goal, but his first goal for Rangers as well. Yeah. Delighted for him. Um, he's came in, he's never let us down. He's been terrific. Um, to, you know, he's took it like a duck to water, really, and it's not really the easiest playing for Rangers. And again, I see all this with wee asterisks on it because we don't have that demanding crowd back there yet. All right. And that's obviously yeah. a factor. But certainly, for what we've seen so far, the big man's been excellent. Yeah, I quite agree with you. He has been. Um, he's, he's impressed me immensely whenever I've seen him play. And I think what you alluded to with the crowd not being there, that takes a certain amount of pressure off these young boys' shoulders so they can yeah. go out and they can try to express themselves and get themselves some first-team action. They can get themselves bedded in without having, you know, and if they make a mistake, then they make a mistake. You know, we, we can shout and scream at the TV all we want. They're not going to hear that. Yeah, and and I think that can be beneficial to them. Obviously, when they start playing really well and start scoring goals, they're going to miss the crowd not not being there cheering their name. But on the flip side, if they make a mistake, they're not on their back. So yeah, I, I think I think he's uh, he's he's one for the future of the club definitely. I mean, he's, what he's saying up is a four year deal already. And when he when he when he came in, so there you go. That that says everything. He's saying a four year deal is is hugely impressive so far. Yeah. Baz, I'm going to let you take the Barisic goal because you told us quite a decent story about that um, involving you and your missus. So, again, exquisite free kick. Unbelievable. I think I think that was a different conversation. That was, <laughs> so, that was somebody else's missus. In all seriousness, sitting watching the game, and you know Borna Barisic gets a ball in a particular area, you know fine well that it's going in the back of the net. And you get it sometimes with penalties or free kicks or whatever. You just have this, but this uh, psychic ability, like oh, he's missing this penalty, or he looks nervous, something doesn't look right. And you're looking where the you're looking where the free kick is going to be taken from. And Tav is standing there, and Barisic is standing there, and every single Rangers fan round the planet knows fine well who's taking this, and they know fine well that it's going in. That top bin. You just you just look at the position and you're looking at the wall, you're looking where the goalkeeper's standing, and you're looking at Barisic. And I said, Do you know what? I'm standing up for this. This is in, I'm standing up. Bang. And it went. It just it was that obvious that that, that was the only the only outcome of that free kick. And I know we'll, we'll touch on it a wee bit later on, but the, the same thing almost happened with Standard Liege, the tremendous, absolutely world-class save. But I the Bonner Barisic free kick was again world class. And if you watch it back. 
it's another one that he makes it look so effortless and so easy. It's it's almost as if that's his perfect spot, and he does that a hundred times a day uh, on the training ground. Like if you, if you watch him, the way he looks at the ball, the way he looks at the goal, and he, he doesn't even hit it hard. He just you know hits the ball and it just bends round the wall and and goes in the the, the tap bin. And we all know uh, David Beckham wears Borna Barisic pajamas. <laughs> 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 I said, I said to you the other night, Baz, that that that, that uh, Barisic free kick, it was almost like a penalty in, in the sense that you expected him to score, and um, because he's just done it so often for us. Moving on to the fourth goal, wasn't he apparently unlike Tav this season? It was a, a volley in at the bottom corner. And Derek, go come to you about Tavernier because you are doing south. Am I right? Obviously covering covering Bolton. So yeah, how how is Tav is how is Tav perceived? Down south, is is Tav known down there? Like, uh, there's been mummers up here. Obviously, people maybe Gareth Southgate should have a look at James Tavernier and Conor Goldson. Is is there any kind of indication that that might be the case coming this season? Yeah, I covered a lot of Wigan as well, and then um, of course he used to play for for Wigan, and they said he was it wasn't anything special. And um, so they're they're surprised that that, that he's, he's done so well up here since he's came up. I mean, he's been up a good few years now, but. Um, I like I say, I mean, I think Rangers got him for peanuts, pretty much him and Wacon at the time, didn't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I didn't. I don't think they for senior go on and, and do as well as, as he has done. Um, credit to him, he's been. I mean, the mental strength of the guy is, is something else as well as the, the physical side of him. But this season, I think he's just stepped up a level. Um, yeah. I, I get grief on Twitter before, but saying um, Southgate should have a look at him. Did you see? You see, he's always down south for me. I mean, Alexander Arnold is, is the main man, um, but you've got Kyle Walker. For me, it's a, if Tavernier's playing down south, he gets a he, he gets a chance in the, in the England side. I don't think he'd look out of place down there. Um, no. But of course, if he's playing up in Scotland, he's he's just forgotten about. But when he's performing in the Europa League, you can't deny that the guy has talent, and, he, and he's and he's shown it at a really good level as well. So. Um, it's one of those. You'll never get the opportunity right enough, but I think he, he certainly deserves it. And that goal on, on, on Sunday, tremendous from full-back to full-back again. How many times have we um, There can be teams in world football where their two full-backs are, are, are such uh, dead-ball specialists. You know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a right luxury that the Rangers have at the moment. 100%. Baz, I'll come to you first, mate. It's certainly got to be worth a look for Southgate, isn't it? It's got to be. About 100%. I mean, you're always going to get that a bit of plays in the Scot. I mean, there's obviously a snobbery that goes on with, with Scottish football. A lot of people down south don't really rate it as much in, until they come up here and they actually play in it or experience it. Julie Barton, for a perfect example, you know, totally under, underestimated the challenge that, that lied ahead of him. I know uh, when Barry Ferguson went down south, he he was educating folk on the, the Scottish League, you know what I mean, and letting them know that it's not quite as easy as you think, but if you look at Tav when he came up here, he's very touched on there that uh, when he was at Wigan, he, he wasn't really that hot a player, but when he came to Rangers, he wasn't at the level he's at the new. He's the only player that's still on the team that was there when he came in, if I'm, if I'm right in saying that. Aye, no, uh, no, no, no. Every other player that was in the team then is gone. He's the only one that's sort of, <clears throat> it's still about, and every season, he's, uh, he's grown, not only as a player, but you know, as a person, and, and Derek mentioned that as well, you know, the, the, the pressure that he's been under, not only as a player, but as a, a captain as well, and he's had to step up, and he's he's grew as a man, he's grew as a person, grew as a captain, and, and you know, grew as a player, and the, 
the progression, if you look at his progression, it's a it's pleasing to see. You know, he's came a long way, a long way, and he continues to get better. His confidence has grown. I mean, I remember was it last season or the season before he missed a couple of penalties, and he's been doing a wee bit and yeah. recover recovering for that. You know, the psychological aspect of that, he, and he's he's dealt with it and he's recovered well. But Derek Marion saying his his brother plays. Um, Middlesbrough. <laughs> I'm sure I appreciate that. Um, Paul, before I come to you on Tav, mate, we're going to show, just as Baz was alluding to there, and, and, and Tav uh, talked about the captaincy and stuff, criticism has been levelled at him in the past, myself included. Um, but here's what Tav had to say about it today. Um, I think it comes with age and um, experience and just learning from your mistakes that you've made in the past. And, you know, I've always been a strong character um, throughout my whole life. and always love to come across obstacles and overcome them and yeah whatever I do you know I try to do with the with the best I can possibly do so you know being a captain I'm always trying to learn I've got great people around me um, you know I've got the gaffer I've got Gaz Mark who are top professionals and you know just learning from everybody because there's loads of leaders in that dressing room that um, help me on a daily basis. I think he's right on that. You know, when you've got Stephen Gerrard to learn for as a captain, you're not going to go far wrong, are you, Paul? Uh, no, and the clip didn't play, so I didn't see it was set. Oh, you're going to play for you guys together. <laughs> no. Sometimes the thing is, this, this, happens, this happened in the pod we, uh, we done yesterday. Um, nah, it doesn't happen to anybody else, Paul. Some, some, clip, some clips played, some didn't. I don't know what it is. All it says, your brother don't play a clip. And I've just, I've just installed the new Google Chrome as well, so I don't know. There you go. Oh well. Oh, oh no, everybody else spoke then. <laughs> I should I should actually say and I put it all the <laughs> to do the images the images lads are, are, that were playing the night are courtesy of Rangers TV, right? And if I forget to put that up, Paul or Baz or Derek will remind me. Yeah, and anyway. just, just for you going further, I, I fully understand Baz having a go because the, sometimes the clips don't play on my uh, on my feed. Um sometimes they do, but at least my broadband works Baz all the time. Just saying. Right, is mine not working now? <laughs> See, I mean, he's, he's gone. He's gone again. I mean, he, he's like his broadband, and he goes. This is the motion corner, mate. It's no this is the Oh, he's back. Yeah, Baz. Baz, this is the motion corner. don't listen to him, mate. He's done it to me. You were on there, fine. Don't listen to him. <laughs> Paul, Paul. Basically, there was a clip. Uh, the captain, James Tavernier, uh, talking about how he's grown as a person. Um, okay. You know, he's. And he's overcame loads of things, takes the challenges head on. But when he's got people like Gary McAllister and Stephen Gerrard, you know, they're his mentors, that it certainly helps. And then obviously Shagger as well, you know, when you've got somebody like Alan McGregor's shouting at you and all that, you know, that yeah. uh, you, you don't have a choice, do you? You, you're either, you need to get better or, exactly. you know, sink it's or swim. All right, that's it. Um, Derek, there's a question for you here, mate, before we go any further. Can you ask Derek where he got his sketch from? It's a builder. Funnily enough, I was just asking him that. Um, before we came on, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, it was a it was a Christmas present. Uh, my missus got me. I think it's a I think it's a, a Polish girl or something, an artist. I, I'll ask her where she got it from. I think she's from Lark Hall or something. 
Um, but she done she done that Loudrop one, and she done that's supposed to be Valentina Rossi. If you like your MotoGP and all that, that's apparently him as well. So I so she's right talented. As for a Morelos, Morelos painting, but that was uh, that was vetoed. Get a Loudrop one instead. So listen, Terry, 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 you get Morelos next to him. Terry, I nearly started <laughs> laughing there because uh, you said that your your girlfriend got you the print, and you went, I think it, I think it was a, a, a Polish lady, and I'm like. Do you know even know where your fucking girlfriend comes from? Mate? And then, <laughs> and then, you, and then you went on to continue the story. It's like, I my girlfriend got me. I think it was she's Polish. Eh? I'm like, what? <laughs> but then obviously you explained that, so that's why I, I stopped laughing. <laughs> Next up in the league cup, obviously it's a month, <coughs> couple of weeks time, I think it is. With Celtic going out, we have Aberdeen going out. Obviously, you have. Hubs in there really that would you would maybe go oh right that's the game is there anything really to stop us Paul winning that cup no us us that's it Buzz us us our own our own, our own mental mental attitude just to, to touch on that it's at Murren Rangers in the 16th Livingston Ross County Ross County the other ones to watch on the 15th Alloa and Hibs on the 15th and Dunfermline St Johnson also on the 16th so that's who stands, each of them standing our way for getting to the, the League Cup final, which hopefully we can right a few wrongs from last year. Mm. Right, before we move on to Standard Liège, huge news this week coming out of the club. Obviously, Dave King was selling his um, shares to Club 1872. A lot of there's, there's divided opinion amongst the range of support um, and whether this is positive for the club or negative for the club. I don't actually feel as though enough. I know enough about Club 1872 to actually comment on that and whether that would be a good thing for the club or not. So what I did was I extended an invite to MD for Club 1872 to come on the live pod and um, answer questions from not just us, but from supporters like us who are watching the podcast as well, because I believe that's the only way that these that Club eighteen seventy two can get a, a majority of you know Rangers fans backing them is by coming and engaging with the fans and telling us you know you know take down the mask a wee bit tell us who's behind it I don't really know maybe I'm ignorant to it. I don't know I don't really know a lot about them so let's see where we go Dave, Dave King certainly trusts them obviously and um, which I, I suggest is probably a positive thing on his part given what he's done for the club. He done an interview today with STV. He's done a few interviews. I think four lads are getting an interview with him as well. It was quite um, open. Raman Bardwaj, I think it was, at sat down with him. I've got some of it here. He says the reason why Club 1872 was his, was his pick was that that's my best representation of what I feel is a meaningful supporters group. We've got a long relationship. I trust the individuals in 1872. They're presently the sixth largest, largest shareholders. It seemed to me, if I was looking at it, a way of transferring greater influence to supporters, it would be the best medium to do that. Take three years, and if at the end of the three years they've done well, I'll give them a fourth year. So basically, I see myself as being in a super van partnership with them, and they'll do as well as they do. I'd like to think the supporters, given what's happened in the past decade, would understand this is a really once in a generational opportunity to really get that level of investment in the club. But it goes to affordability. The demands on the supporters are great. We know that. I'll be watching with interest what level uh, Club 1872 get to, but it really is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Certainly, Club 1872 and the individuals who are closer to the supporters than I am feel they have a really, really good chance of buying all the shares. And if they don't, I'm happy to keep what's left. Buzz, your reaction just to that? <laughs> uh, 
Do you know what, mate? I, I'm I'm the same as yourself. I feel there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. There's there's no much transparency. And when, when 1872 had even mentioned, it causes. I mean, even I've, I've seen it on Twitter already. You know, this week people arguing with each other, and that's not the way forward. You know, if if this if this is going to work, everybody needs to get behind it. 1872 need to be more transparent. They need to be open. They need to start answering people's questions. Now you'll find 1872 will probably start being a wee bit more open because they're going to need to go on a mad recruitment drive. So therefore, they're probably going to start answering people's questions and be a wee bit more nicer to people rather than just blocking them all the yeah. time on Twitter. And because see, a couple of years ago, but see when right, see when the merger happened, uh, you had uh, the RST and uh, Rangers first. See, any time you asked a question, or you, you were almost being negative, you were getting met with a militia, a fucking militia of people who were giving you grief. Yeah. And I, I didn't find that was helpful on either side. So there, there needs to be dialect, there needs to be discussion. There needs, you, you, need to come, you need to approach this from an adult point of view. Uh, and I've seen people asking questions about uh, uh, 1872 and getting, getting grief. So we don't need that. But we want to do is we want to get the adult head on. Sit down. And, 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 you know, be open and be honest with each other. And it's the only way it's going to work. 1872 will need to go on a recruitment drive. 1872 will need to answer questions. But I don't think they're going to come on this podcast and or any podcast that's live and answer questions for, for anybody. They'll, they'll have a podcast that they choose and the questions that, you know, they'll already know what's going to be asked before they even answer it. There's not going to be any surprises. So I, I don't I don't see it happening, if I'm honest with you. I don't see somebody coming on here on a live podcast and just, just answering questions. Paul, uh, I got an email back today. I never actually sent you this, but I got an email back today from Rangers. Saying they're coming on tonight. <laughs> saying that, <laughs> saying that, what, that, that they're in conversations with... Um, fan fan media outlets, and I hate that this podcast is not fan media by any matter of means. Right, this podcast is Rangers supporters talking about Rangers. That's it. Um, however, they said that they would need to look into the pod's background. Obviously, the people that's on it, um, things like that, do their homework on it. That's absolutely fine. I've not got an issue with that. I did say that the format I would like them to come on the pod is is this live format where people can ask questions. You don't want them to be comfortable knowing what's coming up. You want them to be sitting going, right, well, geez, the answer's on the spot. That's the way it's got to be for me, for it to be transparent, for it to be open, and for Rangers fans to trust what they're doing. You know, and I don't mean trust that as in terms of the people the people involved are they trustworthy. I mean the people involved. We don't really know who they are. We don't really know what they stand for. There's too much infighting as far as I can see. And as a Rangers supporter, if we're united, we can conquer in. If we're divided... All we do is let the haters win every single time, mate. And I know you're not a fan of the whole 1872, the, 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 the fan ownership model, I mean, um, at any club, mate. So I know a wee bit about it, but what's your thoughts on it, Paul? As you say, I'm not really a great fan of it. I just, um, I've been there, fingers burnt, not a fan of it. So as Bass alluded to, no transparency. I just, uh, I, I, they need to be more open, honest, transparent. Um and I'm just bad I can't. I, I'll be honest with you, I can't see them coming on here because this is. They'll think it's a bear trap. Um, they'll think it's we're trying to we're trying to trip them up and things like that. We're not. All we're trying to do is just try to get some reasonable answers for the for the people who people who may be wanting to uh, to get involved. I mean, it's not. It's, it's, it's this is this isn't. If, if they are looking to background research on as 
they know who I am, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty open and honest about things. You know, they know Baz, they know everybody else who's, who's on the podcast. They can draw their own conclusions from that. Tell it to themselves. But I want them to, to know if they're, if they're watching this, that the questions won't be coming from us. I'm not going to sit and ask questions. I'm not going to try and sway anybody's, anybody's decision. I've, my, my, my thoughts are my own. But there's people watching this, people who will be watching this, who are very interested and will have questions of their own. They will want answers. And it's up to Club 1872 to provide those answers and persuade people to sign up and join and part with their money because they're going to have to do that. Yep. Derek, there's obviously blind loyalty sometimes where Rangers fans are concerned that we will back the club no matter what. And we did that in our thousands um, as we went down to the third division, as we said at the start of the show. For this instance, I, I think the whole um, the whole fan ownership thing could be good, right? In terms of the fans have a, a right good say in what goes on at our club. However, it, has to, it can be fans like myself, right? Because I, I'm not speaking for any other guys on the pod, but see me, I'm too emotional about Rangers. I can't even disconnect myself for what should the important decisions that should be made. Do you know what I mean? Last night, I'm shouting, "Fuck's sake, Tav! How did you like? How did you let that man go for the fucking for the second goal? Tav's not put a foot wrong all season. Do you know what I mean? Yet you're saying, "Fuck's sake, Tav! What's that all about? How, how, how do you see, if you're a journalistic point of view, how do you see the whole fan ownership model and in particular what, what's happening at Rangers now?" The, the idea of it is a good one. Um, there's no doubt about it, and we've seen it work well in, in the likes of Germany and whatever, but you need to have proper administrators and, and business people in there that are savvy. I mean, it's full of volunteers, isn't it, at the moment? And yeah. that's you need to, for, for what for what they're asking for here, it needs top to bottom looked at so that there's a professional sort of setup in there. And you know, like you boys are saying about transparency and all that, so folk know that when they when they put when they pump money into this thing, they know what the end product's going to be. They know they're going to have a say, and it's not going to be infighting and squabbling or that sort of carry on. So that's the first thing they need to address um, before folks start paying money. Which at this time, I mean, it's three years. I think they want the thirteen million pounds yeah. raised, which seems yeah. ambitious to say the least. Especially when you've just fought to hundreds of pounds uh, in season tickets when you know you're not going to watch the team and what have you. Who knows when you're, yep. fingers crossed, that the vaccine you'll be back in before the season's out. But um, it's, it's, it's a big ask. I, I can see the re- I can see the, the idea behind it. And, and on paper, it looks like it, it could be beneficial for the club. Um, but it just needs it needs to be done in a, done properly so that, that, like you say, there isn't that infighting and a little bit of folk are, are not trusting where their money's going and if it's going in the right place and that sort of thing. So, yeah, a bit of trepidation, I think. I, I, I kind of agree. OK, I'm not saying they're a diddy club, right? Is what Big Shug's saying here, right? But the fan ownership <laughs> model doesn't work with big clubs. It's OK if you're a diddy club like Motherwell. I kind of tend to agree with the sentiment behind that, that we are a huge club and everybody's going to have difference of opinion. You only need to go to Ibrox on a Saturday when there's 50,000 is in there to hear the difference of opinion going around the stadium. And it's mad at times. But the fact is, they're asking us to buy. So you're asking us to buy a product. You have to sell that product to us. You've said, Derek, the Rangers fans have fucked out tons of money this year. Strips, you know, now we're able to buy stuff. Strips, other merchandise, you know, even among, even on this what? podcast. It's frightening, mate. That, I'll get to the clock, by the way. It's frightening. 
the amount of the amount of money, probably just on this podcast, that's been that's been spent on Rangers this season. So really, he asks us to spend more. I'm afraid we're going to need a wee bit more information. In my opinion, I can't speak for any of the other guys on the pod. I can't speak for any other Rangers supporter. But on my own point of view, we're going to need a wee bit more than that. And I do encourage Club 1872 to come on in this format and speak to the supporters. I don't really, I'm not really qualified to ask the questions. I don't know enough about it. Sell it to the supporters, take the floor and sell it to the supporters and we'll see, <laughs> yeah, we'll, see, we'll see, see where we go. The, see, you're talking about the kit, they're carrying out their due diligence or their backgrounds checks. He wants to see Snagsy. They're not coming on because obviously Snagsy's had these issues with them in the past and if they check my background as well, they'll see I'm a member of another uh, Rangers supporters group called Follow Rangers who... I believe I've had some bit of stick with 1872 in the past. And Follow Rangers have got absolutely no interest in being a competitor or any grief with 1872. Follow Rangers have got a different different model entirely. If you've got if if you're putting money into Follow Rangers, then it's calculated how many shares that you own. And then if you decide to leave, then you leave and you leave with your shares entirely. Whereas 1872, you kind of leave with nothing. Yeah. Um so if you're looking for something different for 1872, then go and check out Follow Rangers, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, on, on, apart from that, but the only way this is really going to work is, is everybody gets on the same page and all this infighting stops, but questions will need to be answered. And that's the yeah. only way it's going to work. Not just answering a, a tweet when somebody's talking about how do I sign up, answering questions that people have genuine concerns. And then we yeah. can all get behind it. Uh, there was I know people who were members of the RST, but also members of uh, Rangers First. Yep. So you don't you don't particularly need to be a member of one Rangers supporters group. Do you know what I mean? Like for for example, yeah. I said I'm a member of Follow Rangers, but there's nothing to stop me being a member of Follow Rangers, but also signing up to 1872. Correct, so man. we just need a bit of, bit of transparency. Get all these the issues dealt with, and let's all go on the same page. If Dave King thinks it's a good idea. Then I'm inclined to to believe him because he's he's done tremendous things at the club. Uh, I'm a I'm a big Dave King fan. I'm fucking glad Snags is actually knowing tonight because I know he thinks a wee bit differently. But uh, I'm a I'm a massive Dave King fan, uh, and I think what he's done at the club has been has been great. And if he says that it's a good a good thing, then I'm I've, you know I'm almost inclined to believe him. But these questions and concerns need to be addressed before yes. you ask the fans to put thirteen million pounds into something. Correct. Yeah. Paul, last wee bit on it, mate, coming to yourself. I've, n- I've not really been critical of Dave King since he's taken over at the club, right? I was critical a wee bit before it because I felt as though before he came in there was a lot of talk, but really we needed more action. Then eventually the action came and what he's done since then has been nothing, him and the rest of the board, but nothing short of remarkable. You know, and, and the masterstroke being getting Stephen Gerrard and his um, staff that he, that he brought up with him. However, we set 11 points clear, granted only really five when you think about it, because, well, I know they've not won the games yet, but we have to take it as five and keep that in our head that we're only five clear to keep focus. What do you make of the timing of that statement? Could that have been done at the end of the season? Could that have been done? I know maybe it's fallen into Dave King's three-year plan, but could we know maybe have went three years for the end of the season then and let us get this league campaign over and done with, which is so important in the club's history for 55 alone? Uh, club's flying high, so it's, it's straight where I was thought to say people feel good factor about the club, about the whole about everything. So yeah, straight with the was thought. Savvy, savvy business practice, if you ask me. So that, that, that's that's pretty much it. I just wouldn't like it to go the other way and create some sort of infighting new amongst the fan base that is 
that's going pretty much that's, together. That's, that's going to happen anyway, the way you do it now at the end of the season. So it makes absolutely difference. Yeah. Now, Derek alluded to a clock. I said about how my wee boy... Oh, you said clock? <laughs> yeah, clock. Oh, clock. right. Because I was like... Clock. Um, <laughs> I, I've, I've spoken a few times on this pod about how I'm trying to get uh, my wee boy into following the club. This includes the buying of strips, the buying of other sort of stuff, you know, merchandise involved with Rangers. And I thought, I bought him when the Hummel Broxy Bears came out, I bought him the Hummel Broxy Bear, and I thought, right, now the, now the Castor one's available. It's the same thing, it's just got a Castor badge on it. It's the same strip and everything that's on it. I thought, right, let's get him a cat, let's get him the one with the Castor, and he'll have two Broxy Bears then. I opened up the parcel of the day, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Rangers <laughs> clock instead right. of brought to bear. There's a there's a hell of a hell of a reflection on that. Sorry, mate. That better. That's, that's better. I can see now. Thanks. Yeah. Yes. I'm old. I'm old. Yes. So, thanks, Castor, for the courtesy clock. But I still want my Roxy Bear, please, or you'll have one <laughs> unhappy child on Christmas Day. <laughs> yes, scoundrels these are. So, anyway, have you got me proxy bear, Daddy? No, but I got you a clock. Let the tell the time you're shite. Da, I can't tell the time. All about education, me. Anyway, moving on. To, um, I wanted to, I wanted to share a tweet that I seen earlier that I thought was absolutely hilarious. Obviously, we were winning last night, and and a lot of your tactical, um, you know, plays for our tactics goes to Mick Bill. So the Times <laughs> put out a tweet last night saying the Rangers managed to evacuate eight giraffes through co- crocodile-infested waters before their island was swallowed by rising floods. This is obviously world news. <laughs> and Sam, I don't know if you follow the pod, but at Dansko has put tactical masterclass from Mick Beale. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was fucking brilliant, man. It made me chuckle today. <laughs> Moving on to the game. 3-2, Rangers standardly age. Bad, off to the worst possible start in six minutes when um, Leslie N sticks the ball in the back of the net. We better kind of suspect defending, maybe. Um, but the, the difference, mate, this year with Rangers, we didn't panic, did we? Even as fans, I don't think we panicked. We're quite content. Oh, I panicked a wee bit. I panicked a wee bit. <laughs> okay. I, I was like, no, man. It's Aloha all over again. <laughs> <laughs> 2014, I'm, I'm in Aloha, it's snowing, we're doing all that. Uh, no, no, no too much uh, panic for that. However, it was good to see us come back from a, a challenge. You know, it was good to, to see us take the challenge on because maybe before we've been the team that went out and dominated the game, we went 2-0, 3-0 up. This time it was totally different. It was a totally different challenge. We were chasing the game. We were behind twice. We equalised. And then they scored like 30 seconds later. We're chasing the game again. Now, see that first half, that first 45 minutes, that's arguably, this is only my opinion, the worst 45 minutes we have played all season. Passing was sloppy. There was no determination. There was no drive. The, the shape was all over the place. It just everything looked wrong. Standard Liège threw everything at us, right? They needed to win this game. A very good team, they threw everything at us, but we dealt with it, we absorbed it, and we, you know, we, we, we took the challenge on and, and we got the result. And that is the main difference for last year. 
You know, last year we made a crumbled, but you know what? Even when we were one nil doing, it was one each for two one doing again. The heads never went down. It was almost it was a belief, right? Okay, we know we know what needs to be done, and we're going to go out there and do it. Second half was a totally different story. You know, we, we went out there and dominated the game. Whatever we said at half time, obviously, obviously worked. But the first, I know you only asked me about the first forty five minutes, so I'll just touch on that. But uh, the, the first <laughs> forty five minutes, the first forty five minutes I've seen, but we took it. And, and we dealt with it. Yes, 100%. Kind of, kind of disagree with that. We were, we were, even the first half, uh, Derek, we, 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 we sat in, we, we absorbed <laughs> that it. That was the first 45 minutes. It was, <laughs> we absorbed. The first 45 minutes. I even the first half. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we absorbed it, mate. We, we kind of, you know, obviously then getting getting our goal, a terrific header by Goldson. And then, unfortunate for the boy Chop as he runs up the park, and you know, practically, I hope he's had wins because if he's not had any wins, he's not having wins now. Because that's that's no. a whopper. That is a beauty, man. Um, but again, bouncing back, getting a penalty. Was it a penalty? It's one of those ones, isn't it? You'd be absolutely raging if it get given against you. Uh, I mean, I watching it in real time, you're thinking. It went out for a corner, and then he's obviously brought it back. And you think, what's what's went on there? But it's one of those. It's a penalty in the letter of the law. I mean, that's that's the rules we play now. So it's 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 a it's a blatant penalty. I don't think it would be given if we were playing domestic football. But um, abroad's a different kettle of fish, isn't it? When you're playing in in, in Europe. So um, yeah, I think it's a, a fair penalty. Um, but if you're if you're standardly edge, I was we're, we're talking off air before the the show. You're coming off at half time thinking, how are we level here? We've absolutely pumped Rangers in that first half and, and we've managed to uh, go in at half time level. It's um, and that must have took the wind out of their sails, albeit they did play uh, they did start the second half pretty well, but I think that the third goal, the half field goal, sort of killed them. hundred percent, hundred percent. Paul, your your thoughts on Arfield's goal because that is just we've done it so many times this year though, the, the football leading up there. To a finish, it's absolutely sublime. Yeah, and just before I get to that, just to, to sort of go on about the penalty, I say we've never been given domestically by the letter of the law. It is in Europe, um, I, I, but then again, I kind of cancelled out their first goal because he was offside when he scored. So, though uh, no, uh, Arfield's goal, yeah, if you watch it back again, it's it's not an excellently crafted team goal. Actually, Arfield actually starts it in the middle of the park. Plays it out left, ball Barisic goes down to uh, Kent. And if you watch Kent when he runs into the box, he actually, you think he's going to square it straight across the six-yard line because Barrellas, he moves into that position, draws two defenders with him and, Ar- and leaves space behind him. We, we talked about beforehand, um, and Arfield runs into there. And at the time uh, his uh, marker, Arfield's marker, realises what's going on, Arfield's about two yards ahead of him. Kent looks up, sees him in space. Slides it across, beautiful, beautifully weighted ball to him. First time hit, bottom corner, fantastic. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, Andrew Bluebells says, do you, boy, do you boys in the podcast think Alfredo needs dropped? I'm going to answer that, Andrew. I don't think he does. I think in the first 45 minutes, if we're taking Alfredo Morelos out the rest of the team, the rest of the team we're having just as poor a 45 minutes. You know, Alfredo then comes into the second half, he plays a huge hand in the third goal. His movement's terrific. I don't think he does. I think his new role, as we alluded to in the pre-match pod, suits the team. It might not suit Alfredo and his records of goals and stuff like that, but it suits our team at the minute. And that's why we're, we're now no heavily reliant on Alfredo banging goals in every week. 
because now we're getting goals through all over the park. You only need to look last night. Your centre half, your defender, and then obviously your, your midfielder that's always breaking for deep. So I don't I don't necessarily go along with that. I think Alfredo is doing fine as he is. Yes, his touch has to improve 100% his first touch. But his first touch has been like that since he's come in. You know, he's yeah. fucking bounces off him. He's just, that's just the way he is, I think. Um, what was I going to go into? I was going to actually go into, obviously the win. Sorry, mate, on you go. I just, I think he looked a wee half yard out of pace. Uh, maybe in the first, the first half, I thought maybe, if he was a half yard in front of that, he would have, you know, he'd have been right onto the, right onto that uh, I agreed though, you can't even point the finger at him because the whole team played pretty poor in, in the first half. And the whole team was a, a half yard half in the first yeah. half. So it's, I guess it's easy to look at Alfredo Morelos last year and look at him this year and look at his numbers. And his numbers are his, his goal tally is obviously he's obviously down. However, like like we touched on, the work that he's doing off the ball, like Paul said, I know Snagsy tweeted this that if Alfredo Morelos doesn't make that run into the box, that goal doesn't happen. Because Alfredo Morelos runs in, drags the two centre-backs all the way back with him and then leaves um, Scotty Arfield wide open. Now, massive credit to you know Ryan Kent for picking that out and spotting that. Um, he's eighth assist of the season. I know a lot of Ryan Kent sometimes says a wee bit of grief about his numbers, but as he's eighth assist of the season, I think he scored five goals or something like that. But, um, you know, that was a, a massive team effort there. You know, Ryan Kent, the vision... Alfredo Morello starting then pulling the defenders away in a, a, a really, really good finish by Scotty Arfield. But like you said, Alfredo Morelos is doing so many other things now, but he needs a goal for himself. And I'm really hoping that he gets it because when he's no scoring, his he goes down. I he's doing other things and I'm sure he's like, I, I gaffer, I thanks very much. I know I'm doing other shit, but I want to score a goal. So I hope he gets it, you know, for himself. No, you're right. You're right there, mate. And and again, you could maybe say about half yard, yes. But you look at Tav for the for the for the second goal. You look at Barisic for the first goal. I just think that was the sloppy start we made, Derek. That mm. really, that's that's just the way we were going that first half. Absolutely. Before we touch on that, I've just been told the girl that done the painting is a uh, Mayovic Art on Twitter and Facebook. M A Y O V I C H Art. So there you go. Just be glad. There you go. If you want a, a Peyton Rangers player or whatever. But yeah, yeah, the, the, the sort of, I think every, every player was going in at half time, but just feeling a little off key, shall we say. And I think that's the first time this season. And maybe Livingston, perhaps, if, and Hibs uh, for a spell as well, where things weren't clicking as they which is under, I mean, the team have been on fire the last uh, we will. And they're up against Standard Leisure at a class outfit. If you, if, if you allow them to play, then. They've got players in there that can hurt you. But like I said, that the third goal, the Arfield goal was uh was sublime. And, and to go behind, I think it just sort of killed them, killed their spirit, didn't it? Because yeah. they were by far the better team just out and it showed another way to win. Yeah. Obviously the win um secures qualification, which is a huge, huge um you know marker, milestone in how fast Stephen Gerrard's his ten is. I liked his comments today, which we're going to show on the qualification. Well, I think we knew before the game if we managed to get the job done, um, it would be a huge achievement to do it two years on the spin, especially in a, a real tough and challenging group. Um, so the players deserve a lot of credit for that. 
Um, we, we know it comes with financial gain as well, so that's pleasing as well. Um, and we also know it made our fans extremely happy as well to be in the competition after Christmas. We want to go and try and finish the group off in the best way we can. Uh, we want to try and top the group and um, you know add another three points to it if we can. I think that's the highest um, points total of Rangers teams had as well, which is another pleasing thing, I'm told. So, yeah, all good, positive night. Um, and now it's about trying to park it up, believe it or not, as quick as we can and get focused on, on Ross County. So as he says, back to the day job. And we obviously have County this weekend. The game we had at Ibrooks, um 2-0. Again, it was kind of late on and securing it. When it was Barker, something like the 86th minute. Um, Tav had got a penalty, the 17th minute, I think it was. Um, and went 2-0. So it's a hell yeah. You know, even going up there, they'll be they'll be buzzing after the tremendous victory uh, last weekend. So they will be absolutely buzzing going up there, uh, for us to come up there, Buzz, and do the double, or us and them. Do you know what I mean? So we have to be we have to be on our guard come Sunday. Yeah, we need to be. We, we certainly need to be on our guard. I mean, if you look at it, if you look at Ross County, the, the past few games, they've beat Celtic, they beat Af Kelly three one, they've they've beat. Stirling, they've beat Elgin and they've beat Livingston. So they've really only struggled against one, like you would say, was a like, decent team, and that's Kilmarnock. All the other teams I've played have been pretty easy Celtic, Stirling, Elgin, and Livingston. So, you know, the, the real main challenge was Kilmarnock and they get beat. So the rest of the teams they played were all pretty piss poor, easy teams, weren't they? So it's not really beating Celtic isn't really something we've been. I don't think it's something to shout about anymore, is it? It's not that big a deal, is it? Even for a team like Ross County, do you know what I mean? They probably just got on the bus and headed up the road because it's not that big a deal beating Celtic, let's be honest. So, um, <laughs> but they'll be, they'll, be, they'll be confident, no, they will be confident, you know, and uh, we'll probably go up there and beat them 5 now. <laughs> Baz, Baz, what Baz is doing there is he's baiting those and your and your viewers tonight who are of another persuasion. Who I don't know what you're talking about. Mate, they're now hovering over their keyboards wondering, do I comment and out myself here? Or do I sit back and just watch? <laughs> <laughs> well, is, it, is, 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 it, is it that much of a big deal anyway? Beating Celtic maybe last year was a big deal. You know, look at the look at the uh, the League Cup final when we battered them out of the park, but they scored a goal, it was offside or something. And then New Year, you know, we bet them. Remember the old day. Uh, Ryan Kent goal. Smith and Wesson. Exactly. <laughs> and then it was a big deal. But see, now it's not, it's, you know what I mean? It's not a big deal. It's like, do we, do we make a big song and dance? You know, when we beat Hamilton, of course we don't. Eight now, right, fair enough. It was a, you know, a big scoring, but beating Celtic isn't a big deal. And Ross County will think the exact, the exact same. Well, it's not a big deal. I know. County really need to learn because, Paul, we didn't concede a shot on target against them. Do you know what I mean? They were, yeah. you know, all right, they never had much against County either, but. You know, we didn't concede a shot on target against them, so no big deal. Just right. shrug it off. It's another yeah. one. Done. Now take the office. Yes. Fred says, Baz, a decent pub team would beat that lot. <laughs> and Mark says, I predict a riot. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Mark, they've got barriers running the stadium now. You're all right, mate. Yeah. They're safe again. They're safe again. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Right, we spoke a wee bit about Tav earlier, obviously. We've got our wee Tav clip. Somebody mentioned Tav's go, go, go 
And I don't know if you've seen this this article that with fans not being in the stadium, it's allowed people to listen into obviously like you know what, what players are vocal during the game, what players aren't they? Um, Tav apparently the minute we 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 won the possession back for the third goal was screaming go go go, and the players just responded, and it was like telepathic where they were going. That's that's the side that Tav's probably been criticised for, you know, no being vocal, no being. You could say he's leading by example, you know, fifteen goals already this season, which equals the record for, for his championship season. When John Gregg says it doesn't count because you're only in the championship, well, now he's doing it in Europe as well, John. So I would suggest that Tav is now exceeded <laughs> <laughs> that now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll listen to Tav and then come back. Um, you know, we always take game by game. Um... We know the, it'll be a tough game this weekend. Ross County will be on full of confidence, you know. Um, but we treat our, every single game like a cup final. And we know it's going to be tough, but we're going to go up there, obviously, with a game plan that, that's going to be set in a day or so. And, you know, we've got to give them the respect they're due and we've got to put on a performance if we want to come back down the road with three points. So, um Regarding next week, I know we've qualified, which is a great achievement for the club, and I'm really proud of the boys that we've we've done that. But you know, we've not won a, a group stage yet, and you know, I think that'll be in the back of our minds, uh, you know, come next Thursday. But Ross can't be the, the most important game so far. You can't really disagree there. The focus is on mm. Ross County. It's on going because remember it's fourteen clear on Sunday. We're then playing later on. Then is Derek psychological advantage in that even alone? You, you know yourself when I mean you only need to look at them last night. They're two 0 up away in Milan, which usually you think, oh, that's a positive result. They get beat four two. We've had our fair share of guys when their luck's been done, and you feel as though you're like, we just can't catch a break. We just can't catch a break. In there, it sticks. The legs get a wee bit heavier than they normally would, and obviously. You know, psychologically, they've got a game still to go and win against St Johnston, probably to save their manager's job. How do you think that that plays out this weekend? Obviously, Rangers still have to win the game, but we win the game, it's all over. It's, it's, it's all back over to them, you know. Yeah, it's bad saying it's no big deal. That's now is the time to play Celtic. There is, I think, they've lost that fear factor, um, and I think, uh, I think if Rangers get a result on Sunday, then. It wouldn't surprise me if they dropped more points there because I don't think the players are on side. How after that after that monstrosity, that protest last week, do I think the players are going to think, oh, after get their cars tanned, I want to play for these supporters? That this it's, they're all over the place at the moment. I think now is the time to play them defensively. That they're, they're, they're going forward. We know that individually they've they've got some quality players. There's no doubt about it. But at the moment. They're just uh, they're struggling um, to say the least, and uh, I'm actually I'm surprised that they kept the manager. I think that's angered, but we've seen a, a banner today as well. That sort of angered the supporters by, by keeping him on. I think there's a, a real disconnect between the uh, the boards and, and the fans at the moment. And I think if Rangers pile the pressure on again, go 14 points like you say, um, it wouldn't surprise me if they, if they go and drop more points. And God, God knows what will happen in terms of protests if that happened. It's a disaster and it's a catastrophe. Paul! <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Tommy. <laughs> Solidarity, you know that, friend, brothers. Uh... <laughs> 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 it's swinging at the weekend and he can't even do that because Nicholas Locke is done. You know, it's gubbed his life, hasn't he? Anyway, Paul. <laughs> Ross County Sunday, mate. How do you see it going? How do you see his film? 
Well, it's just it's um, as Baz said, we put up the full of confidence. You know, what I mean, we um, I expect us to win. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. I've said in the chat. I'm going to go three 0 for us. Um, I, I don't think we'll have too many worries. They're, they're a handy little team, but they're not the best. Um, good in one patch, but we should be far too strong for them. That's, that's really all I've got to say about it. You know, there's, there's not much to say. Three 0 to us. Baz. Hi Scott, see just to touch on what Derek was saying there yeah, about yeah. the other mob. I, I think he's 100% correct. I reckon they could drop points to St. Johnson. St. Johnson are a decent side. St. Johnson, they've drew with Hibs, they've took points off Kilmarnock. I think, in fact, I think they've bet Kilmarnock twice this season. You know, Michael Halloran, they've got a... a, a, a is it May? Stevie May. You know, they've got, they've got a wee bit of firepower up there and Again, St. Johnson are a team that will have a go. That you know they won't they won't just sit in. And I think Derek could be right. I reckon I reckon St. Johnson might get something out that game. And they, St. Johnson never really play with any fear. You know, I know they've got a new manager, but the, the new manager was basically the the number two for last year. So he's basically it's just the, the cabin footprint of the, the previous manager. And I, I reckon that, that St. Johnson might get something out that game. But that's not why we're here. We're not here to talk about their game. Uh, I reckon, funny I, reckon it's going to, <laughs> I reckon it's going to be. I reckon, but Paul said it was three 0 I reckon that it's going to be three 0 and I'll tell you why. Right, first I thought maybe it was going to be four or five. However, and I, I can't predict what the starting eleven is going to be, and I'll, and I'll explain this. See, in the month of December. Buzz, that's actually get, a piece of Warriors question, mate. Many changes for Sunday. Do you think so? There you like, go, mate. Well, really, like, one of that is all me and Peaceful Warrior. Like, Looking professional, mate. It's going to be a hard one to predict the starting 11 for this game because we have eight games in December. We're playing Ross County in the 6th. On the 10th, we're playing Leg Poznan. On the 13th, Dundee United. 16, St Murren. 19, Motherwell. 23, St Johnson. 26, Sibs. And the 30th for playing St Murray game and six out of the eight games that they're all playing away. So there's a lot of football to be played and there's going to be a lot of rotation. Um, so Ross County for me is definitely more important than Lake Poisoning. But come Thursday night, then that will obviously, my opinion, will change. So it's 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 hard to predict with the, the starting 11. However, no matter what the 11 is, it's going to be a strong 11 and I reckon we'll take three after them. I suppose, Paul, when you're carrying the, the country's flag in Europe, you know, and, and you've got these burdens and you've got these games after Christmas in Europe when we when we go into the next round that we've got to think about, uh, it's going to be a tough ask in our squad. Others have the luxury now of having dead rubber games and damp squib games where they don't mean much. Um, we, sadly, for a big team like us, we, we don't have that sort of, no, sadly, it's great, but we, we don't have that um, luxury. We have to have every player at, at their, their best, you know, for every game because... Rangers have to win every game at the end of the day, mate, or it's a crisis. So, uh, on Sunday, do you see many changes? Um, I think there will be a few. Um, I, I don't Davis will start, for, for example. Um, he's, uh, he played 90 minutes last night, and he, it was a tough shift in the middle of the park. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't even, I don't even know if Kamara will start. Uh, I think Rebo will start. Um, he'll, he'll come in if he's fit. Um, I think Zungu, Kamara might, mate, because Jack's out. Is it Zungu? I think Zungu will start. I'll Zungu, right? So that's that. That's why I think certainly I think the back four will, will, will remain the same. I don't see that changing at all. Um, front three might rotate a little bit, but no, I, I, the midfield will change. Um, yeah, that's about it. 
But yeah. uh, regarding dead rubber matches, yeah, you're right. You know, there's a there's a certain clubs are going to be playing dead rubbers now, and uh, if we keep winning, hopefully by February, the whole league will be playing dead rubbers because it'll be a foregone conclusion by that point. <laughs> five five. I didn't know when they done that. They was doing five five. But okay, okay, that's fine. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Derek, what's your what's your prediction for Sunday? I think I think they'll like like uh, Pass said earlier. I think. <laughs> First kind of will be buzzing for, for um, after the result of the week. Uh, different kettle of fish playing Rangers, although albeit they, they put up a ballot and display at Ibrox earlier on in the season. Uh, I, I see Rangers winning this with a couple of goals. I don't think it'll be emphatic or anything. I think it'll be a hard fought win, but uh, I'm back and we win by, by by two goals to nil. I think that that will do the job. Um, but I don't think it'll be a I don't think it'll be a classic put it that way. Yeah. I think any kind of win will do Rangers fans at the minute. You know, two or three now will days get back down the road, get three points, mm-hmm. put the pressure back on the other side, and that that will do. And then it's all eyes on Poland to hopefully top the group, which would be absolutely sensational. You know, for us to do that, uh, given as I said, and I'll go back to the start again. Eight years ago, this very weekend, we were in uh, Division Three against Still and Albion. Paul, do you know what other um, incredible event happened that day? On the, on the day of the Stalin Albion match? Yes. Hang on. Let me think now. Baz knows it. Who was... I know, I know exactly what happened. Baz knows it. I, I think, I think, I think I actually... No, 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 no. No. Tell Baz, him so. <laughs> I'll tell you, okay, mate. Okay, I, what I'll do is, I don't like to talk about this on the podcast because I'm very modest. Oh, hang on. Is this, is this the... Um, <laughs> it's uh, twin. It's twin. I mean... I mean, I don't, I don't really know. I'm just oh, trying to rack my brains now. It's, 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 it's not this again, is it? Yes, it's, it's, it's. That's exactly what it is. Yes, Derek. I don't know if you know this, mate. Right, but on when Rangers oh, played yeah. still, both <laughs> when Rangers played still <laughs> in the seventh of uh, December two thousand and twelve. It was the 140th year of Rangers Football Club and I decided to tweet Hulk Wait, Hogan. when he's finished. <laughs> <laughs> I decided to tweet Hulk Hogan to ask for a, a retreat for a happy birthday. And Hulk, I'm no, I, I'm going to say it was Hulk that tweeted it. I know it's probably some of his entourage, but it, it was Hulk Hogan that tweeted it. 100% Hulk. Uh, it was, mate. And he said, um, 140 years and still kicking ass. Nothing but respect, brothers. HH for life. Oh, brilliant. Uh, again, there was a wee uh, bit of hanging with that, but hey-ho. The HH um, thing. You know, <laughs> the HH thing, I thought, mm, no, I don't really like that, you know. But anyway, you got away with it. And <laughs> we are, if, if, there's, if there's any wrestlers out there like that, then please um, get in touch with us for the 150th <laughs> anniversary <laughs> because we're looking for... Mate, that, that, that tweet was famous. I didn't even know you at the time, dude. I, you know, I didn't even know you. And I seen it and it was all over the place. I'm like, oh my God, I knew the whole sub was a blue nose. And then it was saying until like, a couple of months ago, we were speaking about this. I'm like, no fucking way, was that you? That was, that was amazing, amazing. Right, brilliant. Brilliant. Abs- <laughs> absolutely brilliant. So 150th year, we're taking applications for a film they would like to be thrust into the limelight for the next 10 years in the podcast. <laughs> we will mention you every single week and, and that'll be you. Paul, we're back, mate, we're back. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> for that. Some of you are saying anyone got that feeling of deja vu. No, I've never mentioned it before. Ever. <laughs> I, I love that in that film, Top Secret. You know, that's that before. Um, they're, they're going through, and this is introducing the French resistance. This is chocolate mousse, and this is deja vu. And he goes, Have we not met before, monsieur? <laughs> 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 
Andrew Bluebell's 3 2 1, you're back in the room. Right, right, now we're getting suggestions. Now we're getting suggestions for the 150th. Gredo. Gredo would be a shout. Lana Wolf, maybe not so much. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not so much. <laughs> you know, I don't really. I tell you, you get, I can, you know, you get, you get four tits here for just, for just the one. You know, call myself Lana Del Rangers now or some shit. Aye, mate. Aye. It gets worse. It gets worse. The least said about that, the better. <laughs> oh, Andrew Andrew Bluebell, Jimmy Bell, Jimmy Bell would be a terrific guest for the 150th anniversary. Oh, tri- oh here we go, Baz. Can I see or speak? I <laughs> know oh, it's totally different, mate. That's different stuff. That's only, the, that's only 45%. It's not that mad stuff. There was 60 odd. I don't, I don't know how much gin I put in that, but halfway down the glass, I was thinking, I'm losing the will to speak here. <laughs> Can't even reply. I'm there, 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 I'm only kidding, mate. No, you're not. Get big, get big, Drew on. But listen, it's not, it's not for the one of trying, Kenny. It's not for the one of trying, Drew. Drew McIntyre is you know, high he, on the he list. Was at, uh, he was at my my uni. I met him when he was at uh, Caledonian. I think we just started. And he was like that. I'm, in, I'm getting into the wrestling and all that. I do a bit of the wrestling. And uh, I was just having a laugh and a joke. It was a pally, one of my other pals. We were at a couple of parties and we were like, oh, this guy's into wrestling. He's mental. And the next thing he's in the, the WWE and all that. It's crazy. Did he still, <laughs> would he still remember you, Derek? <laughs> I don't think yeah, so, no. He's, he's, he's big time now. He doesn't mess about that- with, with small fry like me. Derek, you've done this before. We had Jason Reed on the show, right? Uh, Jason, Reed a fanta- Jason Reed's a fantastic wrestler on his own, right? You know, a big star in Scotland, ICW and all this sort of stuff. He's a big blue nose, fucking handsome bastard, cracking looking guy. And then he came on the show and Scott's like, ah, so anyway, yeah, you still pals it. You still pals me through. Like, oh, come on, you. I was there about networking, mate. You know, you don't actually don't get it. You shoot, you don't score. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Mark, Mitchell, Mark Mitchell says we still should get Lana Wolf on because think of the questions you could ask. I'd rather know think of the questions I could ask. Um, I, you know, my missus wouldn't be too happy, so I'm quite happy. With them. You know, I like my, you know, my, <laughs> my my nose unbroken. Thanks very much. Um, I'm up I, for so, it, Paul. If you if you if you're up for it, Paul. <laughs> if me and you want to do like a wee side thing, <laughs> it's what rich. <laughs> no, no, don't kill Anna. Don't kill Anna. Because all I was wrestling, I took wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. I'm up for a point of view, and I'm sitting here going, Hold on a second. Baz is, Baz is over six foot. I'm five foot eight. I weigh ten and a half stone. You've bought about, must be about 13, 14 stone of solid muscle right now because you go to the gym at the time. I've got a smashed and back. I'm I, I've got a smashed back and all. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you literally trying to make me disabled? I actually see to be fair, I, I think I would rather have a wrestling match with Paul than have Lana Wolf on the podcast. I'm sorry to disappoint the viewers, but if you want to watch me and Paul wrestle, you know, we can do that as well. You know, and disappoint Lana Wolf, mate. I'm sure she's got to do. Baz, as long as it's in jelly. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear dear. <laughs> 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 
More than it would have made much money. Aye, <laughs> 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 Alan, I'm beginning to question that myself, mate. What the fuck did you put in that bottle you sent him, Scott? I know, mate. <laughs> I fucking know. <laughs> anyway, we're only... We, we want to push this on the pod. All right, we want to push this. Yes. Our partnership with CopelandStreetWear.co.uk. A fantastic... Um, see, before I get to that, I need to put this question. I need to put this comment up, right? But <laughs> Barney says, "What is happening right now?" And Mark's put, "Welcome to Battle Fever After Dark." <laughs> <laughs> Tell you hashtag Bear Station. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Cotton Streetwear, Cotton Streetwear, much better, right? We obviously have a partnership with them, um, and they've produced some pod merchandise, which is really, really good. So many guys obviously have the merchandise. Myself included, and I know a lot of people who have messaged me and says they bought stuff, and I appreciate it. I really do because it doesn't line the pockets of Baz, Paul, myself, Derek, anybody else who's on the podcast. It totally. <laughs> what 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 percentage of profit that the pod would get from that goes to the Rangers Youth Development Company? Because let's face it, as we were saying earlier, we club eighteen seventy two. We all share a common interest on this podcast, including those who don't support our club. We all uh, are obsessed with Rangers Football Club, and that's. You know, we, we need to put something back into the club to ensure. And you only you only need to look at the Falkirk game um, last week and also last night on the bench. Look at the amount of young kids that were on that bench and then getting on, you know, 16-year-old Leon King coming on last week to make his debut for Rangers. 16 years old. 16. If you think back to when you were 16 and you get flung on up there, there you go, Jermaine Defoe's just up there, you can pass it to him. Okay, you know, it's fucking madness. You know, absolute madness. And... For us, for us, obviously, to contribute to that in such a small way is tremendous. And I know it's something that Paul was passionate about as well, mate. Mm-hmm. And you, you, it was your idea. You suggested that nothing goes to us, mate. Nothing. Not not a single, not a dime. Nothing. Nada. Zilch. Yeah, it's something that's quite close to my heart. I was when the Rangers Youth Development um, idea was first floated many years ago. I was I was kind of quick in the door, and I was one of the sort of founding members of it. Um, one of the first ones in there. Um, pay, paying some money into it, and I, and I still do constantly. Uh, the lotto and all sorts of other ways of doing it as well. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic thing. And as you say, when you see people at the King walking in the park at 16 years of age, a product of the uh, the youth youth academy, it does I mean, your, your heart swells a little bit because you're responsible for that. You 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 help fund his development. You're putting players in the park, and it's just it's a it's a fantastic thing. And it's something that's very close to me. And I I I think it's a a fantastic initiative, and I think what we're doing with the profits, um, that should be got they were entitled to us, but we, we've uh, put elsewhere now back to our, our IDC. I think it's great, and it's just it's I, I sleep very easily at night knowing that we've done the, done a good thing here, Derek. I don't know if you've seen any of any of our merchandise. Um, for well, the week, Baz was modeling the, the hoodie, we, we spag Ballstein, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. That's Brilliant. extra. But again, again, none. Aye, Disney come with that stain, guys. Right, you need to apply that yourself, right? Um, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we're talking about bear station after dark, it might not just be a spag ball stain. Oof. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> <Can I? laughs> so 
I everything goes to a, a percentage of the profit that the pod would get goes to um, Rangers Youth Development Company, and I think that's a way. Dave King was talking about a way for the fans to put in. Yes, we don't get decide, we don't get make decisions on the club, but as I said earlier, I'm not qualified to make decisions on our club. You know, that's somebody that's way brighter than me. Um, it's just good to feel as though you're putting something back into back into Rangers. Absolutely, um, it's, a, it's a great cause and. Fair play to Paul and, and everyone else that plays a part in it. I mean, it's like you say, the sixteen-year-old boys making their debut for Rangers. It's it's crazy, isn't it? I mean, I don't think the boy would have slept much that night. That's for sure. But it's great to see these young boys getting a chance, and the money that we put in obviously goes a, a long way to uh, to help that that function. So um, yeah, all for it. And some of the gears we've seen last week looks cracking. So Buzz, the the Christmas is coming up, mate. What should people do? Christmas is coming up. It's been a hard year, 2020. We've all been struggling. We've all been locked in the house. People are losing their jobs. People are getting made redundant. People are getting put on furlough. But the Glasgow Rangers is pulling us all through. Now, you can go and spend £170 on a Castor hoodie, which is lovely, by the way, absolutely lovely. Or you can take yourself to courtlandstreetwear.co.uk and get yourself a $23.99 plus postage and packaging, a fantastic Battle Fever podcast hoodie. Now, we're not just talking about a hoodie that you wear when you're out shoplifting. We're talking about a hoodie that you wear. <laughs> By the way, I just threw that in there. I threw that in there. I don't, I don't condone, I don't condone shop. I'm only kidding. Right, certainly not wearing the product. Certainly not wearing the product. What are you going to do? Are you going to watch the chase? Are you going to watch tipping point? Are you going to just sit there on a the t-shirt with the heat and half? Get your hoodie on. Are you going to go down to the shops? Get your hoodie on. Are you going to go out with the dug? Get your hoodie on. So it's perfect for everybody. And it, the best thing about it is when you wear that hoodie, it's nice and comfortable. You know all profits that the Battle Fever podcast would have got is going right back to Rangers Youth Development. And then seeing a couple of years when you see that youngster running onto the park, you can go, see that hoodie? See that bucket? See that hoodie? See that? Do you know what I mean? So um, plus it makes a lovely gift. If you've got a loved yes. one who wants a hoodie or a T-shirt or a mug or a travel mug or a pen or a notepad or a wee bag, whatever, get on the get on the get on the website, check it out. Copelandstreetwear.co.uk. Quality Baz's corner. It was almost as if we practiced that. That was me, wasn't it? That was awful professional. That was. By the way, I'm sorry about the shoplifting, <laughs> unless of course you're a shoplifter, then maybe you do. <laughs> yeah, in which case, Colton Streetwear has your shipment address, so you'll be easily found. Vocation, good luck. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm not going to veer off the, the script for now on, man. See all that? <laughs> improv. What, 30 seconds, Baz? Improv. Right, maybe, maybe we'll not do that. Maybe we'll not do that next time. <coughs> is, is there a duck? No, there isn't a Battle Fever Pod duck yet, but. Yeah, I can. I, yeah. I can see Chris Copeland Street with sitting like that. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> it's not I, a duck. I, can, no chance. Ding, ding, ding. All the orders are coming in. Ding, 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 ding. He's hard on his hands. You've started get, a trend, mate. If we if we get a battle fever duck, I want to have a captain's hat on. <laughs> possibilities are empty. I've got a pen here, dude. I didn't even know I had a pen. Like last week, I didn't even know we had pens, and I've got, I've got one sitting here. Aye, this is this is this is the this is the pen I just just to annoy you with. 
Kenny says shoplifters' lives matter. And Barney, <laughs> Barney says shoplifters <laughs> need hoodies too. They do, mate. It's freezing out there. You know what I mean? And see, to be honest with you, see, you know, everybody's struggling this time of year. Everybody needs a shoplifter in their life. You know what I mean? Correct. I'm Correct. not condoning it. Don't shoplift half of small businesses. <laughs> All right? Just like the people that get their own shops. Listen, I'm going to be honest. For the point, don't shoplift. Stop. No. But if they're going to date, they're going to date, Paul. I'm just saying don't date half the people that own their own shops. Be people with their own companies. You know, if you're, if you're going to date, if you need to date, then, you know, go for the, the establishment. Don't... Anyway, keep digging, mate. Keep digging. Keep digging. Hashtag, hashtag embrace the madness. <laughs> That's what Baz said the other embrace night. The hashtag yeah. embrace the madness. I did, I did, I did, anyway. say, I did say that as well. I did say Anyway, let's get after I've got a question for Derek anyway. Uh, Derek, do you mind last week we were, talking about, um, we were talking about Bolton, how they were starting to go on a decent run, and we, we both predicted yeah. that they would beat South End, and they did. Yep. And uh, now we've got Port Vale. I, I've become a Bolton fan since you've come on the show. It's pretty good. <laughs> Um, Super. We're playing, we're, we are playing Port Vale. See, I said we. Um, <laughs> Port Vale, Port Vale, Port Vale. Have they been doing great though? Have they? They've been on a bit of a, a shit run. No, you're right. I know. I know. I think Bolton are sitting mid table, and Port Vale are sitting somewhere just below them. But I know Port Vale have they been a, on a great run. Right. So I'm predicting uh, another another uh, Bolton win and another. You know the the the, the undefeated streaks. Continuing, but it's at five in a row or something around now. So uh, five in a row. Yeah, we'll the last five. Uh, no, <laughs> they're two points off the playoffs. I think that I think it's uh, five points off the automatics now. But they're, they're starting to pick up wins. Last week they were good. Uh, that was their most convincing win. Three 0 they won. Um, so they're starting to, to motor now. So I expect them to win. Uh, tomorrow as well, but the difference I think we talked on it last week has been sticking Matt Jilks in goals. Um, he was brought in as, as, a, as a coach, and he, did, he didn't fancy playing again. But because the boy he brought from Fleetwood, the young boy, he was just having howler after after howler. Came to a point when they just had to take him out for his own his own. Stay. I think the, the fans were just getting on his back too much, and then Jilks went in goals, and he says he's been a revelation. Some of the saves he's pulling off is is unreal. Um, so I think that's 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 been that's been the big difference. Matt right, Jones from doing it as a coach, a goalkeeping coach, and then he's just like, you know what? I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Gerard fifty five says, I want to steal that loudrop pick. So there you go, Baz is already promoting so <laughs> Mark. Just, just make sure Copeland Streetwear don't do a car store and send a clock instead of a duck. I can confirm that if you order a hoodie off Copeland Streetwear or a t-shirt or whatever, you will get what you ordered, guys. <laughs> right, they'll no send it now, so I promise. Right, they're quite good that way. It um, does have. It does also have. Uh, he put a tweet out a couple of days ago. He's got cut-off dates for Christmas pre-Christmas deliveries. So if you go yes. on his Twitter account, the uh, fifteenth of December. Yeah, I think it's his pinned tweet. Uh, the yeah. dates. 15th, 15th of December. Chris does it his cell, really, um, with the help of others. You know, it's a hobby, basically. He, he works, he has a job, that isn't his job, and people people think he's Amazon and can deliver 
you know, next day delivery, it doesn't happen. They get pressed, all the stuff gets pressed there, you know, when you order it and then it gets to go through posting packaging, etc. and all that stuff. So if you just be patient, you know, I've made orders for Christmas myself. Um, by the way, I don't, nobody on this pod gets it free when you buy it, so that we're putting money into the club, that's what we want at the end of yeah, the day. Baz, Baz and Derek, it sounds like Scott's got some Christmas gifts. <laughs> oh, man, sadly, sadly it's not, sadly it's not. Ah. See, when you, get, when you get a secret Santa in the secret Santa draw, there's only one thing you get them, and that's Battle Fever podcast products. <laughs> You say, here you go, mate, there you go. You thought you were getting a Rangers tap, didn't you? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) If uh, Sharon says, I good, you explained that, means no one can complain if they have to wait a bit. Aye, please bear with them, guys. It's patience. You know, I get people, I actually said I was going to start charging him a fee because of the amount of admin work that I'm doing for him with telling people, it's all right, it's coming, it's in the post. (laughs) Just give him time. (laughs) Just give him time, it's getting there, but uh, if you like this podcast that, that we have fun on and we put a wee bit of effort into hopefully making you enjoy it, then please like and subscribe and share and, you know, do whatever you need to do. Follow us on all our social media at Battlefield Pod on Twitter, the same on Instagram, the Battlefield Podcast on Facebook. Um, Derek, have you got any other, you get any guests lined up for your pod? You get any coming up on your pod? Aye, um, I've got a boy, he's probably know, I've got a, a Notts County, County's record goal scorer on, uh, on Monday, Les Brady's name is, and I've got, uh, I spoke to Ian Westward, the old goalie mind at Dunfermline and all that, um, yep. so he's coming on as well, and I've got, um, I mentioned Mar- Margaro Gomez earlier on, he's coming on, uh, I'm interviewing him on, on Monday, so I've got a few lined up, so um, at the moment I've got Dusan Virtu out, uh, old Dundee boy. Um, yes. So I've got him out at the moment. So I've got a few guests come coming your way. Talking Fitbit is if if he's want to uh, have a look for it. It's, uh, talking underscore Fitbit on Twitter and it's on uh, Apple, Spotify, and all, all the the usual podcast platforms as well. So there you go. Brilliant, brilliant, mate. Good, good, excellent, guys. Check it out because I've seen some of Derek's ones and they're, and they're cracking. What well, I don't know. What, I don't know what peaceful warrior means by this, Paul. Do you know? Um, if you get super chats, I don't know how you do it, but apparently, people, if you press a button and you can donate, and it's all, it's almost like a PayPal thing, or if you're on YouTube, but no, YouTube, just... yeah, I'm not, I'm not into that. To be honest, no. thanks, thank you anyway, but that's a very kind offer. But no, and the Baz has got the white so Hey, he's back. Yeah, he's back. He's back. Yeah. Well, I want you to do, peaceful warrior, is if you wanted to donate to the podcast, go and buy a hoodie, mate, and then, or go and buy a t-shirt or a mug or whatever. And then the money goes to Rangers. That's that's what we need. We don't need the money. We don't want the money. It's not nothing to do with us. Yeah, once and once you've done that, uh, send a send a picture of you wearing said item or holding said item to the pod. Yes. Uh, DM it if you want to the pod account. Yes, yes. My thanks to Derek this week for joining us again, mate. No. Great addition to having you on the podcast, mate. It's brilliant. It's fantastic. So thanks. No, thanks for having me, Scott. I've enjoyed it again. So cheers, guys. No, pleasure. Paul sees. Quality as ever, mate. Thank you very much. I'll tell you that Hogan story one day because you missed it. Oh uh, yeah, I've, yeah. I'm, I'll uh, yeah, I'll, I'll wait with beaty breath. Okay, not a problem. Baz, quality as ever, mate. Is this your last one? Are you are you back on? Are you back off offshore before Christmas? Yes, uh, I believe I am going away on Monday. I, 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 by the way, my Wi-Fi mojni comma, so I missed like two minutes of what was going on there, but. I'm away on Monday. I don't think I'm due back until the 29th. <laughs> However, uh, I've 
I think you're back, back the 29th. Good, mate. He's back in the 29th. Um, John, John McLeish, thank you very much. Just bought a t-shirt. Right. Come on, the famous. Thanks very much, John. You're a you're a you're a super you're a superstar, mate. Um, and that's nothing else to say really. But thanks to the viewers for joining us and getting involved in the chat and making the show what it is because it's due to you guys that we do yeah, this is so enjoyable for us and we do so well and. Baz has stopped another crack pause, pause there. He <laughs> is, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I, by the way, believe it or not, I've taken a picture of us right when Baz had stopped before we came on, and Baz was in the exact same pose as we was there. The <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking scary. He's getting there. There he goes. It's this corner, Derek. I don't know if you know me, but seeing this corner, this is called the Mojni corner because of. Because, because I that when 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 Billy and Mosley come on, honestly, because of that, mate. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, fifty p is the broadband meter. Because of that, team. Thank you very much for watching. As I say, hashtag. Oh, Paul, you need to do your thing first. What do you say? Is in the group chat ahead of Sunday. Two things. I'm going to say three things. First of all, hashtag keep the battle fever on. Uh, secondly, hashtag embrace the madness. Yes. And thirdly, before I head off. Have a good weekend, everybody, and hope your team wins, guys. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 